This is My City, My Scene, a podcast where we talk to people from all over the world about culture, connection, shared experiences, and most of all, music. Today's guest from Montreal, Canada, Guillem Martinez. Welcome to My City, My Scene. On this week's show, we travel to Canada to speak with musician, festival founder, and Renaissance man, Guillem Martinez. I first met Guillem in Florida, and after speaking to each other for a bit, we discovered that we may have previously crossed paths earlier in Scotland at Dundee's Book Your Anne Fest. We both played it the same year. Guillem casually mentioned he helped to produce a similar festival in Canada that I should come play sometime. I later discovered it was the highly lauded Pooza Fest that I'd been hearing about for years. In this episode, we discuss Pooza Fest's humble beginnings and how, unassumingly, Gihum turned it into one of the most highly respected festivals in the punk community. We also talk about the difference between French and English-speaking punk bands and learn more about Montreal and Canada in general. First, we ask Gihum about his upbringing and how his musical ambitions started at a young age. Yeah, I was born in Rimouski. That's where I grew up. It's basically a six-hour drive northeast of Montreal. It's very far away from... A, it's like a small, smallish town, like 50,000 50, people. So yeah, that's where I grew up. I moved to Montreal 10 years ago now. So yeah, the place I grew up to, like the first shows that I've been to, I was like 14 years old, and it was, there were a lot of all-ages show, a lot of all-ages shows. My sister, which... She's five years older than me. She brought me to these shows. It was very crazy. Like, you know, they rent um, Legion Hall. They probably do this in some small towns in the States too. Maybe not anymore. Maybe it's not a thing anymore. I'm not too sure about this, but that's what they did. And I remember the first few shows I've been to, I I looked at the bands, I looked at the venue and I thought, hey, I want to do this. And by this, I meant like all of this. I want to play in the band. I want to go to the shows. I want to organize this whole thing. And that's what I did. I, I, start, I booked my first show when I was 14 years old. I, I, I rented, it's not a Legion Hall, it's like a farm co-op thing. There were shows there. I just called the guy and I was like, hey, I would like to rent that. And he was like, sure. He didn't care I was 14. My parents cared more than him, actually. And yeah, I started booking shows there at 14 years old. It's, it's very, it's way too young when I think about it now. For the next few years, Gihem immersed himself in the world of DIY show promoting in his hometown of Ramuski. Small towns are sometimes the most welcoming for smaller bands, and in Gihem's case, allowed him to cut his teeth booking shows. At the age of 19, he moved to Montreal for college. While originally focused on his studies, the allure of rock and roll was still calling. Gihem began to discover differences in music and culture beyond the borders of his hometown. I came to Montreal and I was very excited to be able to first practice my English. I noticed something was very special. Like there were some local bands that I liked a lot. So I went to a lot of local shows and I noticed there were like two kinds of scene in the punk scene. It's divided into the English speaking bands and the French speaking bands. And I I went to both shows, but I noticed when you go to one of the shows where it's only English speaking uh, people in the bands, like everybody speaks English at a show and the other way around, everybody speaks French. It was very weird to notice that at first. And I thought, that it kind of sucked because uh, in the end, like we, uh, <laughs> I thought there were some bands that kind of unite both scene, but I thought, nah, it's, it's kind of bad that like it's divided. We should all be together at every show because 
who cares about but i don't think it was something on purpose that people are doing like oh i'm not going to see a band with somebody who speaks french or whatever i don't know maybe i'm just naive and it's just the way that i saw it when i was 19 and i arrived in montreal but i just felt like there was this weird division now i don't really see it anymore maybe because i'm older and i don't just don't see it this way and i know more people so every time i go to a show it's not i don't think about the language at all like many guests on this show, underground music and DIY culture is what Guillem was drawn to. But what about the rest of Montreal? I asked Guillem to explain the city to us on a larger spectrum. Well, I'd say Montreal is pretty hipster. <laughs> we got a couple of uh, hipster neighborhoods. I don't know, like hipster bands are very popular here. There's also a lot of pop, pop French-speaking artists. Like they get a lot of promotions because like in Quebec, they try to promote as much as possible French speaking music. That's why I recorded uh, an album in French, actually. I was not a huge fan of any French speaking music, any Quebec music in the past, but now it's growing on me slowly but surely. I'm opening my mind to um, this language that, <laughs> that I speak pretty well. Montreal is, is very multicultural. It's one of the things I love the most about this city. And if I ever move out, because it's in, maybe it's in my plans in the, in the next years, like in the next five years or 10 years, maybe I will move out of Montreal eventually to go back to a, a small, smallish town. That's what I, I'll miss the most, like the multicultural aspect. Like there's a, so, so, so many good restaurants. There's a, um, a lot of... Um, food diversity, which, which I really enjoy. As Guillem says, he didn't grow up speaking English. And despite alluding to the difference between the English-speaking and French-speaking punk bands, growing up, he was drawn to a lot of English-speaking bands, even though he himself didn't speak the language. He tells us here about the lengths he would go to see certain bands. I started listening to music like on my own when I was like eight years old. And my older sister influenced me. Like I was listening to The Offspring, uh, Link 182, and stuff like that. Like in my hometown, there were never like big bands that came to play there. Well, that's not entirely true because like all these big bands I've played in my hometown, when, and, but like in the 90s. So I was way too young to go to one of these shows. But uh, yeah, I remember it was very uh, a unique thing when I was like 16. I was still living in my hometown, which is six hours away from Montreal. And I drove to Montreal just to see bands like Rancid or NoFX and stuff like that. Like that I just, I was like, all right, they're not going to come to my town. I'm going to drive, I'm going to drive six hours to go, six hours to, to drive back. And that was a trip. That was something very cool that I did when I was uh, that age. In Quebec, there was, it's called Musique Plus. It, it was the equivalent. It was like much music, but only uh, a French version of this. They weren't passing music from all over the world, but it was uh while well, the hosts were all speaking in French, so like I could understand when I was a kid. And this really shaped a lot of my musical influence because I was watching this and I was like, oh, cool. Blink-182 has got a new clip. That's, that's how I knew about stuff when I, when I was uh, um, younger. While infatuated with American punk bands, the band that had the biggest impact on him growing up was the Canadian band The St. Catharines, a band from Montreal who spoke French but sang in English. The band started to gain popularity in America, exemplified by their signing to the California-based Fat Records in 2006. They were the one band that, like, in 2006, when they signed to Fat Rec, I was like, oh, shit, like, there's 
first of all, like they were all speaking French on uh, on national television, like they are equivalent of a MTV uh, in Quebec. Like they were having interviews and they were like, yeah, we're on fat track. And they we're all saying this in French. I was like, fuck, that was huge in my head. And uh, I remember when that album came out, that's when I found out about them because before that, I didn't know about them. I was probably too young to know about them too. Yeah, that, that album, Dancing for Decadence, was probably one of the greatest punk rock album released for sure in Quebec and maybe in Canada. It's uh, one, one, of the, um, one of the greats. Some of the band's members, specifically singer Hugo Modi, would later go on to start a band called Yesterday's Ring. I actually have a personal connection to this band. A record label I used to work for in Denver, Suburban Home Records, put out Yesterday's Ring 2009 album, Diamonds in the Ditch. This band is the first artist Gihem shares with us today. Later in the show, we hear more about how Hugo and Gihem's stories intertwine. The St. Catherine's, it was the second show that I booked when I was 14, 15, back in my hometown. And it was a pretty big deal back then. I was very intimidated by, by them. Like I said, I grew up listening to them. I'm glad I can call some of them my friends now. Yeah, the first song that I picked is a song by Yesterday's Ring, which is on one of the best album ever called Diamond in the Ditch. And I'm not kidding. I think it's one of the greatest album ever, like probably in my top 50. I don't know. There's a lot of albums, but probably in my top 50. And the song is called Punk's Not Dead. It's just sleeping. <laughs> when I first listened to that song, I was hooked. It, it's such a, such a great song. And there's, I don't know, it's the pictures in my head when I, when I hear the songs just reminds me of coming back home to Montreal. It's like such a Montreal song to me. Sing, sing songs, nothing 
back here on My City, My Scene. We just heard yesterday's ring with the song, Punk's Not Dead, It's Just Sleeping. Before the break, our guest Guillaume Martinez told us about how much this band and its predecessor, the St. Catharines, meant to him. Because of his love for Hugo Modi's music, Guillaume started helping out with the music festival Hugo founded, Puzafest. Guillaume started as a volunteer, but is now a partner and talent buyer for the festival. Here, Guillaume tells us about how his passion for the festival and some unexpected financial help allowed him to assume his current position. Well, Puja Fest started in 2011 with Hugo from the St. Catharines and Helen. They were a duo for the first four or five years. It was just the two of them in charge of the whole thing. They had a lot of volunteers. It was never a festival that made any money, really. They, they, they lost a lot of money, in fact, in these first four editions of the festival. That's why on the fifth year, I think in 2015, like I was already involved. I was one of the volunteers. During the festival, I was running one of the venue. I drove some bands. I was booking some bands already for the festival. In 2015, Hugo and Helen asked me and other people for a meeting, and they talked about how it was the last year for Puza. And when they they told me that, I was like very bummed out because like Puza already meant something very big in my life. That was actually the first Puza marks when I moved to Montreal. So for me, it was very big. When they told us that, I, we were all like, "Oh shit, what's what's gonna why?" Like, and they were like, "It, it doesn't make any uh, sense financially," and we. It's only the two of us. We want to have you guys involved. And it was me and other people that were involved with Puza Fest, but not partners, not official partners. And they were like, hey, if you want to chip in, you give us that amount of money. And now you'll be an official like partner. You'll get uh, whatever percentage of the company, quote unquote. I was studying back then. I was doing a bachelor in teaching. So I didn't have money. Like I didn't not not have money. Like I was I was doing all right. So what I did is I, I went to the bank and I asked for a student loan, and I spent it all on Puza. <laughs> so it was it was very funny because like when I went to the bank, they they asked me, so uh, why why do you need that amount of money? Like it was I feel like I can say it even if it's a bug. I can I can say it. It's it was ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I went to the bank. I asked for $10,000 as a student loan. And they asked me, oh, why do you need that much money? I was like, uh, I'm a student. I needed to pay my student fees and my apartment, my food, which was a lie because I, I already had money for this because I'm a very lucky person, which I totally acknowledge how lucky I am, by the way. And yeah, that student loan went all straight to help Puza. And I've been a partner ever since. Was it a good idea financially? Definitely not, because I'm not. I'm still not making money with this, and I will never make money with Puza, and that's that's never been the point. Guillaume's less than honest use of his student funds allowed the festival to grow into a large, internationally known festival that features artists from all over the world, including massively popular punk bands like Against Me, Strung Out, and Real Big Fish. I asked Guillaume how he was able to pull off such a feat. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess the off festival, like we grew uh, some kind of reputation. I don't know if it's a good or a bad one. Our main stage is outdoor downtown Montreal, and it is a free thing. Like we don't we don't charge for this. It's free. And if you're asking yourself, how do you get money to pay the bands? Well, we sell beers. We have some amazing beer sponsors. We have other kinds of sponsors so like that that helps us a lot 
So if it was a straight edge fest, we would lose tons of money. But since people that go to Puza like to drink, then we're good. So keep on, keep on drinking, guys. While Giham gets to book bands from all over the world, he's still a champion for music from his city. While he tells us here he feels a bit disconnected from the scene in general, he still gets excited about discovering new Canadian bands. Here he tells us about the all-girl Canadian band, No Bro. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm a, I feel a bit disconnected with like younger bands, the, the new, newish bands. I think No Bro is not that new. I don't know them all that much. But what I know is that I really want them to play Puza next time we have a festival. Because when that EP came out, I started listening to that because I was like, I've seen the name before, but for some reason, I don't know, I've seen No Bro and I was like, huh, I don't like that. That name didn't, I didn't like that name until I realized it was for, for girls in the band. I was like, oh, all right, No Bro, all right. Like for, anyway, uh, but when I listened to that song, Don't Die, I was like, I really enjoyed the rock vibe, but it was also catchy at the same time. And I listened to that song and after that, I like, I went on their like social media and I was and I saw that they were going on tour with Alexis on Fire and the Distillers and I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy! I didn't know that like a band from Montreal was uh, was getting all that attention. And then I started like paying attention to them and I was like, wow, they're great. <laughs>
Euh, salut, c'est Guillaume. Euh, T'écoutes My City, My Scene. Back here on My City, My Scene, we just heard the song Don't Die from the Canadian band No Bro, a selection by my guest Guillaume Martinez. For his final song, I asked Guillaume to share a song he loves not from Canada. He chooses a song by the Brooklyn-based Jeff Rosenstock. Jeff Rosenstock is my number one influence. I have been a fan since Bomb the Music Industry, which was his previous band. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, I feel like such a diehard fan for anything that he does, like everything that he releases. And, and these days he always releases stuff and he never talks about it. Like, like there's never any promotion. It's just like, hey, I have a new album now. And it's like, it's there. Like he released a new album like a few months ago and I was like, wow, nice. Now my summer, that's my new summer album. But yeah, I've always been a huge fan of him. He, he played Puza a couple times, but I personally ne never have been. Well, I talked to him a couple times, but like he's not a friend or, or something like that. But he's the kind of artist I kind of want to have at Puza every year. But fortunately, that, that cannot always happen. And yeah, but because at Puza we try to book different bands every year too, so that's that's a, that's another thing. And the song I picked is "We Beg to Explode," which is the first song on the Worry album, which came out in 2016. And I, it was the first time that I went to the fest in, in Gainesville in 2016. And I remember that I was listening to that album on the plane on my way there, and the album was called Worry. And I remember. Like they made stickers, like Jeff Rosenstock made stickers with uh, Donald Trump on it. And it said, worry. I don't know. There's something about this whole, this weird year that 2016 was. And now the weird year we're having right now. And it feels like I can't wait to see how this year is going to end. It's like we're in a movie right now. And I'm kind of scared of how this is all going to end. But uh, yeah, we beg to explain. Explode was like it's the the first song and it's so great. Just the champagne. 
Thanks to Guillem Martinez for telling us all about his city and his scene. Today we heard music from Yesterday's Ring and No Bro from Canada and Jeff Rosenstock from New York City. Theme music is Last of the Mullets by one of my all-time favorite Denver bands, The Gamets. This podcast was written, produced, and directed by me, Andy Thomas. Additional mixing and production was done by Drake Watkins. If you have a suggestion for a music fan from an interesting part of the world, please drop us a line at mycitymyscene at gmail.com. Future and past episodes of the show can be found at mycitymyscene.com or wherever you find your podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay inspired.